0: Hello and welcome to Top 5, the Patreon-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good friend and we discuss the Top 5 on a topic of our choice today. It's my good buddy, it's Justin Hamilton. I am really excited
1: about this Top 5 list because, to be honest, I can't really remember the last time I've ever discussed these books with anyone. Oh, great. Do you ever
0: really bring up? Non-fiction books? No. Well, I, I was thinking this before because I went through a huge stage when I was reading at my mo. This was before kids and I was working in a library and reading every every night I'd be reading. Yeah. And day during work, but it was like, yeah. But then you get to, I think you get to an age, and I, I, this might be me generalizing, but men, we do tend to go into more non-fiction. And look, yeah. this is, I got asked a question by my son the other day about World War II and I was like, I don't really know. I might look it up, and I I might be at the age where I'm really getting going to get into World War Two.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no no, I, I get it, I get it. I, I I look back at so many subjects from when we were kids at school, and I think if someone had taught this better, yeah, I actually would have been into this. Yeah, like physics is one of those things which is so dry in school, and I. Like, I have to do all this basic research to be able to understand the new things that they're discovering as they move along. Yeah. And and then also history as well. Like, you know, history is so fascinating, but it's, it's so many yeah. times it's just, it's, it's the teacher from Ferris
0: Bueller. Yeah, exactly. And it's that thing, like with science, I remember learning the periodic table, but just going, why? What? <laughs> what, what do I need this for? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes and there's scientists. I know there. I know there are great scientists who listen to this. Yes. Famous, famous scientists are actually Patreon subscribers. I won't oh, out them, but they are like. If I said their name, you'd go, "Oh, I know that person." Anyway, oh wow, they. I'm sure, but to me, I don't. I've I've never needed to know the periodic table in my day to day life. Yeah, and I'm sure they'd be able to tell me this is why you do it, but I didn't have any teacher who could tell me why this is important. Right? No,
1: I didn't have any teacher that could do that either. So, <laughs> yeah. so then I get to these moments where I was, uh, you know, I was listening to a uh, actually a, a, a certain person's podcast, that I'm going to mention later. But it's a, they uh, a guy finally explained string theory in a yeah. way that I could understand, and that had been something that I had been trying to get my head around because it seemed so interesting, but I was absolutely flummoxed and then had this one person sort of say, oh, yeah, it's blah, 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 blah. And I went, miracle, I
0: get that, I'm on. When I was on Triple R, Alicia, sometimes who I would do the show with, she was really Mm. into science and she uh, would get uh, Katie Mack, who's an astrophysicist, Mm -hmm. to come in. And I, science is not my bag, but would just ask the dumbest questions going, well, I just, I don't know this. Mm. And so she was explaining black holes. And right. she was like, you know, they're scraping the, the matter around the black holes. And I said, is it like a lost sock in a washing machine that you you can't see, but then you put your hand around it and she was like, that's exactly what it's like. But I could I could see Alicia's eyes rolling so far back in the head, going, "Oh, Josh has asked another dumb question again." And and but Katie was like, "Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what. We're, yeah, that's what's happening." But yeah, right. You you need to go on tour with her. Uh, who's the, uh,
1: the the double act with the uh, the scientist and the comedian? Uh, oh, Rob, Robin Ince and
0: um... and, and it's uh, the guy from D Ream. It's yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: I, funnily enough, he's the one that we should all know, and I'm yeah. drawing a blank on his name. But
0: anyway, uh, yeah, you could do that with Katie. There you go. We'll go on the road. That'd be great. Yeah, anyway, but we're not talking We're talking about non-fiction books here. So last week, yes. I had Grace Jarvis on the show. We talked about our fiction books. Today, yes. we're going non-fiction. So I'll, I'll kick us off. Please. So my number five, it's very much in my wheelhouse, and it's the Saturday Night Live, live from New York... Tell All book, which they've updated every five years since the 25th anniversary. Oh, do they really? I didn't know that. So it's by uh, James Andrew Miller and Tom Shales. And I, look, it's one of those things, I've never watched a full episode of uh, Saturday Night Live. Mm. I've seen the clips. I've seen the, the really good sketches. And if there's a good band, I'll see the things. But I've listened to so many podcasts and watched so many Tonight Shows hosted by former Saturday Night Live people. Right. Where they just talk about their experience on Saturday Night Live, and it really is, like I guess it's that on a much bigger scale the American equivalent of doing like an Edinburgh run or doing right. like a run like that where it's like they're all there for a for a purpose and it it really does change them as people. Yes, working yeah. on this show. Yeah, and it's
1: uh, it's intense and uh, yeah. the the stories behind the scenes because um look. I I remember the the legend of it, and the, my first taste of it was the best parts of Eddie Murphy on it when he was, what, 18, 19, 20? Yeah. Yep. You know, all the buckwheat clips and him being James Brown getting in the hot tub. And so I was like, this show must be amazing. And yep. then I remember watching it and going, it is very hit and miss. <laughs> yes. Uh, and often more miss for me but the stories behind
0: it are yeah. intoxicating and i think tony martin would even agree with this that the late show which was you know made in australia for those who aren't mm. in australia it was a, a sketch show but a bit different than just a standard sketch show they had sketches but they also had desk pieces and stuff like that yeah it was also quite hit and miss cuz we our memories we reminisce and we like just we think of the best ofs Right, that everyone had those VHS tapes. Yeah, I think oh, this show must have been amazing the entire time, but there would have been sketches there where I'm going. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't a good sketch, and they were putting it up going, "Hey, we just need to write an hour of sketches every single week. It's got right. to go up." Right. Well, you know, Santo
1: Chilaro once told me. Uh, well, I was. I think I met him doing um, one of Steel Saunders' podcasts actually, and uh, Santo was saying to me that you know. The Late Show wasn't a hit for like twenty weeks, and I was yeah. like, "Could you imagine getting twenty weeks to oh. find your feet? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's insane, isn't it?"
0: It was that thing. Every time they do one of those, the great moments of Aussie TV, it's always one. It's always really loose looking. And it's always mm. the mistakes that they're showing. How great is this? Right. But then TV networks don't let that happen. They don't let that happen anymore. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. Everything's yeah, produced to the finite and then it's. But then when they show the best of us, it's always like Don Lane and a dog shits on the carpet, or something. Oh, like that. I was about to <laughs> so say Graham Kennedy and yeah. a dog pissing on the floor, yeah. you know. And it's all those kind of, so, which is like, which I think is why people like coming to see live podcasts. Yes, because they get all the bits like, oh, it's not scripted. It's all, it's all those extras. But this book, I'll get back to this Saturday Night yeah. Live book. It's because so many of them are either very successful so they've got nothing to lose. So they're very honest about their time there or they were in it for a year, hated mm. it, and just like, I'm just going to rail on this show. And so it is interesting. You get a lot of different perspectives of the people in this book as well. And it is, I think, Lorne Michaels, who's still at the show.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And must have, like, because to be... Because he still seems to have quite a hand in the show. Mm. To be... Current and knowing because it is like you know it's still in the zeitgeist. They do sketches which go, oh, that that broke through, and to, who they've picked for certain years when they, they go, oh, that wasn't even a good year. Like right, they, they go through it was like the Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, Seth Me- Myers, Amy Poehler, John Mulaney was writing, and that was considered oh after Will Ferrell left. No, these guys are no good. And you're no like, no good. Going, How are you? Yeah, like but to see them and obviously foster the talent and. Give them the confidence to go out, but it's, yeah. But the book is fascinating. It's a lot of people with some axes to grind.
1: Yeah, right. You know, I was listening to a producer who worked closely with Norm Macdonald, uh, and he was being interviewed, and uh, uh, he he talked about one of those uh, lineups that was considered a dud lineup, but it was like Chris Farley and yeah. all of those guys, and it was like, yeah. it's because at that and at that point, they weren't Chris Farley and Norm Macdonald
0: yet. Yeah. That was the Adam Sandler, David Spade, Chris Farley.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, that's, like, even if, regardless of whether you're a fan of the individual's work, that is
0: a lot of talent right there. Well, they always say with Saturday Night Live, whenever you say, oh, this was the best one, it was when you were like 14, 15. Right. When you're at that age where you're not not old enough to go out to bars, so you're at home Saturday night and you're watching it, and that's when people have the most fond memories of it. Right. Yeah. So that was my number five. I, I re- highly recommend reading that book, even yeah. if you've never watched Saturday Night Live. It's just fascinating to hear. people. Might be just, better. Yeah, yeah <laughs> actually. If <yeah, laughs> you haven't seen it. <laughs> well, uh, my number five is,
1: I've got it here. This is uh, Michael Chabin's Manhood for Amateurs. It's a lot of... Uh, uh, essays on uh, being a man and uh, what it's like uh, uh, his journey from being a young jewish fella to a uh, you know a dad and all the things that he witnesses around the world i'm a big uh, my favorite book of all time is the amazing adventures of cavalier and clay yeah. uh, i've loved all of his books uh, and uh, this is just a really well written book of essays and even even me saying oh, it's you know it's about what what's it like to be a man? You still there's a part of you that goes oh like what an awful kind of sentence. But he's such a uh, interesting and erudite gentleman who you know is um had a, had an interesting life and he's not afraid to kind of look at where he made mistakes and what he learned from those mistakes and it's yeah. always uh, entertaining as well.
0: Well, John Birmingham wrote a book How to Be a Man as well, so right? He, yes, who, who wrote? For those who don't know, he wrote. Uh, he died with a fluff in his hand. Yeah, go. and that was I was given that almost as a joke present when I turned 18 some, from some friends going, oh, here you go, now you're a man, had this. But it actually was very handy. It was not yeah. actual, like, it was one of those books, like, I haven't read it for years, but it did have, look, it had a few recipes in there going, well, you're going to be living on your own. Yeah. And it was just his musings on life and what he's learned. And I, I do think, because I was almost, last week I had in the fiction book, I had uh, High Fidelity because I was like, it was a great gateway book into getting back into reading because it, yeah. like, it was like a Billy Bragg song but as a, as a piece of fiction book yeah. and uh, almost apologising for it. And then I got off, I stopped recording. I shouldn't have apologised so much because it is like, I don't know, like it's important that there are really strong male role models yeah. Because otherwise you're going to get the only people who are talking about being a man are those meatheads who have currently got protesting in Melbourne or, uh, or you Joe Rogans of the world. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, eat, eat meat, work out, have these supplements. It's like, <laughs> like I yeah. just... Yeah. yeah. No, this is
1: exactly the time for a, a little bit of leadership from, you know, the, yeah. uh, the, the thinking side of the uh, man divide. And it, it's so funny, isn't it? Because it is like even... Well, I second-guessed even bringing it out. Yeah. And I was like, but I love this book, and I think it's a great read.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more